Hey guys, welcome to Eureka Conspiracy. I'm Daniel. And I'm Amber. Our podcast will be over conspiracies, cryptozoology, secret societies, spooky things, and much more. So grab a drink and a snack, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to Eureka Conspiracy for this week. Joining me today is my son, Shanicus. Hey. Shanicus Maximus. We're going to do something a little different. Uh, we're going to go over SCPs today, uh, but we did not pick and choose these SCPs. We actually put them in a random number generator. Uh, currently, there is 6,600 SCPs, so we put the numbers into the generator. And we generated uh, quite a few. We got 15. I don't know if we're going to get to all of them. Uh, we're going to go through them, no matter how stupid or dumb they are. And we're going to give them a grade. What should we grade them to? Five or ten? Can I get to them? Hell no. All right. Then it's too hard. Then five. Then five. <laughs> five. We'll go five. Okay. So we'll rate them on a scale of one to five. Uh, all you know, we'll give our ratings, and then at the end, uh, we'll announce which one is the winner or the winners. So, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for continuing to show support. I know it's been really slow. As I said before, we took like a month off because of uh, we were actually getting married, so took a month off good break uh but we're trying to get back on schedule and trying to get back on track and gonna continue to upload so our first scp is gonna be scp 5128 okay the class is the lucid um and the description is scp 5128 is a statue hidden away in a valley oh hold on what if people don't know what scps are Okay, so SCPs are, it's a fictional organization that stands for Secure, Contain, Protect, I yeah, think is what it is. Yeah, so it's a bunch of objects, buildings, creatures, um, and they, they put whole stories behind them and everything. Um, they're just fun to look at. A lot of people are really into them. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I got into it for a little bit because I was trying to figure out is this shit real, but doubt it. I definitely highly doubt it. Uh, I wouldn't doubt, though, that there is an organization out there, something like this, where they do house strange things, but... AKA Area 51. No, that's where they test the... You're new. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they test experimental craft. Um. Okay, so... That's what SCPs are. It's just a little fun game that we're going to do today. Um, so the description of SCP-5128 is a statue hidden away in a valley in Russia that was once home to blank. Um, after several million years, it was abandoned, and all trace of the civilization that once inhabited this area was destroyed with the exception of SCP-5128 and its temple. Once every 20 years, an event occurs, and what we have transcribed, it is supposedly called the Rekindling the rekindling by Dr. Holloway. He's supposed uh, like one of the best, uh, or one of their top scientists, uh, where SCP-5128 sends out a signal of some unknown origin, which in turn resurrects ethereal beings that have died while in SCP-5128's temple. The ethereal beings are typically hostile in intent, and several Foundation guards and agents are now ghosts integrated into SCP-5128. These ethereal beings track through heat and always attempt to attack with whatever they have on them, but they can be dissipated with sufficient force. They seem to be able to walk through solid objects, but testing remains inconclusive. Well, it was a little cooler than I thought it was going to be. At first, I seen there was a statue, and I was like, uh, Containment procedures. 
At least 15 armed guards are to be posted in and around SCP-5128's perimeter in the case of resurrection, affect all guards are to turn off their communications and shoot to kill. Guards are reminded that even if SCP-5128-1 look like your loved ones or co-workers, they are monsters, nothing more and nothing less. Okay. That was a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. I wish they would have gave like a little more of a story where they say that was once home to, and it says blank. Yeah, data expunged. That would have been a little cooler of a story. So, so the whole, did you get all that? Yeah. So what do you think of it there? What would you rate that? Uh... Like a three, probably. Three? Yeah, it was cool, but it wasn't. Honestly, yeah, but when I first seen that it was going to be a statue, I was like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. the story that they put behind it, that is pretty cool. I, I would have gave it a four, range. but they messed up something like they didn't put the just blank. Oh, because they expunged the data? Yeah. You're just being petty. <laughs> no, nah, it would have been a little bit cooler. Actually. All right, so I think I'm also going to go with a three. So that's a three and a three. Okay, so our next one is going to be SCP-3068. All right. This one looks to be a little lengthy. It has tabs on it that say it's esoteric, extra, extraterrestrial, ontokinetic, uh, sphere, exchange, and keter. I think keter means, like, super dangerous. No, I, I, well, it has the unlocks on it. I'm just assuming it's, like, I'm, like not contaminated. Do you know what, what keter means? Absolutely. Okay. thought you knew a little more about this than I knew. No, I really didn't get into it that much. Okay, so... SCP-3068 is the space station Palicon Light Beta, uh, currently in orbit around Cygnus X-1. SCP-3068 is spherical in shape, with several branching arms extending off of it at random points and ending in smaller spheres. I'm trying to picture that. With further interconnections and branches extending off of these. Okay, now I'm really trying to picture that. <laughs> it is composed of an alloy made up of chrome, titanium, and unknown substance, which the inhabitants call mechanite. Uh, SCP-3068 is run by a military administration composed of humans who state that they are representatives of the Union of Earth, which they claim is governing is a governing body comprising one-third of the Milky Way. According to the administration, the rest of the galaxy is largely split between the tyrannical Leland Imperium, which has enslaved a number of species and is planning an assault on SCP-3068 in the near future. And the Cori United... Good lord. Why do people gotta be so imaginative? I'm not reading that word. George, where are you at? This one? Are you really think you're gonna help me? Oh, by the way, we have a SCP 6601 in the room. It's a giant ass fly that I don't know where he came from. He will not go away. <laughs> he tried to kill it so many times. It's right there. Uh, it's a. A mercantile confederation of city-states, the Cari are said to control the shipping of several crucial goods, including Curasun paradoxes, a substance said to be vital to SCP-3068's operation. SCP-3068's population is composed of a number of different alien species who claim to originate on a large variety of different worlds. Some unknown are apparently non-existent. Investigation of some of the real worlds, 
which these species claim to originate from have revealed no signs of their existence. These different species are hereafter referred to as SCP-3068-8 instances. The inhabitants uniformly believe that it is currently the late 30th century. They are in possession of unknown and extremely advanced technology, allowing SCP-3068 to continue its orbit of Cygnus X-1, despite the apparent physical impossibility. What is Cygnus X-1? Is that a planet? Culture-wise, but... I'm guessing it's a planet or a star. Okay, a variety of spacefaring vessels enter and leave SCP-3068 each day. However, they abruptly appear or disappear one light year away from SCP-3068, being apparently unable to exist too far from, I'll just say it, I'm tired of saying that number confines operation from within it and the surrounding area appear to show these ships continuing on their journey so it like creates a time warp i guess is what they're saying so it's like a relativity thing i guess but who's it built by though there's no way it's built by someone they don't just build it on earth is it the humans or was it the they said who runs it, but they didn't say who made it. I'm sure it... Oh, yeah, Cygnus X-1 is a star. I'm sure it just created itself from the universe's things that... Uh, asteroids. Things. What in the world are you talking about? Well, if we're talking like... Okay, so it's a space station. Space station. I'm the star. It's my turn. What do you say about this one? Probably a four. A four? Okay. I will, if that's what you want, that's what you get. I'm going to go with two. Don't question me. Why? Why? Because it's just a space station. Well, it's a space station that has arms. It's kind of true. Okay. Different strokes, different folks. Uh, the next one is 4232. I think this is... Oh, no, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Where is it? Where does it say that it's at? Or what it is? Um, special... That's the special containment procedure. The description. SCP... 4232 is a process by which artistic inspiration is generated. We the name's right here. Be smarter than a lobster. That's what it says. No, but there's other stuff down here. I don't know if that's articles or what. Maybe that's test or something. They supposedly did. Probably. You interrupted me. Well, I'm sorry. How dare you? Uh, 4232 is a process by which artistic inspiration is generated. Okay. The steps of this process do not adhere to a set order and are as follows. Consumption of crustacean seafood. Documentation of daily events and thoughts, typically by way of journaling. Documentation of dreams. Depicting crustacean life forms through any artistic medium. Uh, daily commitment to these steps acts as a general catalyst for human imagination, inspiring various ideas at random points throughout the day. These ideas are almost always useful to the subject's immediate circumstances, and when shared or put into practice, are regarded highly by subjects' peers. SCP-4232 was discovered by a collective of an artist in Numero, British Columbia, who had been using SCP-4232 to aid in various artistic endeavors. An artistic movement soon formed from the specific motifs 
exhibited by it, uh, its products, which quickly spread through the several Antarctic circles in the area. This movement was notable for the high volume of work being produced in small amounts of time, as well as work's unexpected popularity. Uh, Suminations of these works have been logged below along with artist captions. So that's what it is. These are some of the works of art that they did. Okay, so is it's basically a muse, I guess, is what they're trying to say. Uh, let's, let's get the containment. Special containment procedures. Foundation web crawler IO Gildit Gaddis has been created to analyze images and documents of crustacean and art and determine if pieces are the result of SCP-4232. Foundation agents stationed within the Na Na Nemo. Nanemo are tasked with preventing the spread of SCP-4232 via disinformation, covert destruction of artwork, and amnestics if necessary. So it seems like it's some type of like muse thing. Basically. But why has it got to do with crustaceans? You know what a crustacean is? Like a rock? You're an idiot. <laughs> That's why I asked. It's a uh, uh, shell animals, like yeah, yeah, like rock. Shell animal. A walking rock, bro. You're an idiot. <laughs> it's it's literally just a walking rock. No, it has to do with a shelled animal, like a crab, a lobster. Press the A key. Oops. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, Ah, uh, I don't know about this one, man. No, These two in the middle are true, though. You do get artistic inspiration from documentation of daily events and thoughts. Like, people that keep journals are very artistic. Um, and documenting your dreams. That's another thing. So, I don't know where the crustaceans come in. I don't know. I don't know you document your dreams. Yeah, but yeah. you can you can write down what you if you still remember the dream. The what you do if you most of the time almost everybody dreams in the middle of the night, but you don't remember them when you wake up. I do sometimes. The ones you do remember most of the time are like the ones that uh, either you wake up and uh, you wake up as you're having it. Like, you know, you you're, you started dreaming right before it's time for you to get up. And you get up, and it's fresh on your mind. But most of the time, you don't talk about it. You forget all about it. Um, or if you wake up in the middle of the night, and then you talk about it. Or you recollect it in your head, you know. Go over it and think about it and stuff. Then it sticks in your memory. Um, so that's, like, one of the things that people say to do if you want to document your dreams is set a timer on your phone to wake you up in the middle of the night. So it wakes you up, you wake up, you write down what you're dreaming, and then you go back to bed. So then it's documented. So then you won't even remember it, but, you know, you open up your journal and you got stuff written in it. You won't even, probably won't even remember writing this. Probably not. So this one, I don't, I don't know how to rate this one, man. Like it's a, it is kind of interesting. As stupid as it is, it's pretty interesting. But it didn't even, it didn't show us a picture. There like... is no picture. It's a thought process. Okay, so it's literally. Yeah. So what are you rating it? Probably like a two. A two? Yeah. Wow. I'm going one. Yeah. Are you being generous on that one? Yeah, I wanted to give it zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one is SCP. Five six six two. Don't say anything. This one doesn't have a description. There it is. 
Okay, SCP-5662 is a weird phenomenon involving Loch Ness Lake in Scotland. The attention came in 1933 when a witness had described an eel-like head popping from the water. This was later found after Expedition 5662-A had commenced. SCP-5662 was found underneath the lake along with lots of fish bones, some dating back to prehistoric times. The monster was said to be ginormous, around roughly 50 by 50 foot, possibly larger. So it's a square, 50 by 50 foot, <laughs> possibly larger. It hasn't shown any aggression to civilians. However, eggs have been found. These eggs appear either hatched or decayed by time. When it is around these remains, it lets out inaudible cries. If a person approaches these remains, they report having multiple stabbing headaches and unable to go any further, some even passing out. After being further studied, it has been debunked as an ancient dinosaur in the Elamosaurus species. And they got the test log. Approached eggs, had a seizure, blacked out. Yada, yada, yada. BS. Okay. Uh, special containment procedure. Loch Ness Lake is to be monitored by three MTF soldiers at all given times. At all given times, Shane. They are to stay away from civilian population. They forgot the eye in civilian. And have built-in body cameras at all given times. There it is again. When the lake closes and all civilians have vacated at closing hours, the MTF are to do a three-hour perimeter search around the lake. Before the search, they must dump in two buckets of live fish. Any civilians who catch a glimpse of Nessie Popping up from the lake are to be given immediate Class A anesthetics at closing hours. All footage and photography of said creature is to be discarded or taken in for study. So it's a Loch Ness monster. Okay. That one's a little cooler. I wish we could get like a monster that we don't know about. Maybe on the next one. Next one. Go around. Okay. What you say on this one? Three. Three. I'm going for. Because it's a crypto animal that I know about. My heart goes out to. Oh, I thought you said you were actually going like for the word and not the number. I thought you didn't go for. I said what number? <laughs> I'm going for the number. I give up on you. <laughs> Oh, this one. Not this one. It's like blacked out. Okay, I pre-read a little bit of these. This one is stupid as shit. Okay. <sighs> SCP-1822 is the designation for a set of anomalous empirical proofs of mathematical statistics and their related laws including most blank laws, blank's law, the blank principle, and the blank blank law, which show an unexplained preparatory, oh, sorry, proportionately between unrelated phenomenon and present in large sets of data. SCP-1822 implies that the ratio of blank 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 is universally constant throughout many seemingly random forms of qualia and therefore gives rise to predictable patterns of behavior in systems that should otherwise be highly variable. To date, the Foundation has been actively trying to suppress knowledge of SCP-1822 for over two centuries. The first recorded knowledge of SCP-1822 that was confiscated was a set of Greek text from blank BCE describing the nature of the anomaly and posits several theories into the origin of phenomena. 
it has no discreditable source, although explorations into alternate realities reveal blank. Dumb. Yeah, what is it? Too many blankety blank blanks. So it seems like this, they may be talking about this is a uh, mathematical equation to prove alternate realities. Is what I am getting. Let's see. Let's read an incident log. On blank, 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 during routine control testing using SCP-536, junior researcher Edward Wilson reportedly accidentally dropped the device, fracturing the casing isolation, the unbound vacuum inside. The effect did not get noticed right away, and the object was placed inside SCP-536 for testing. Over the next week, there were 35 reports of personal personnel involved in workplace accidents, seven containment breaches, and an unknown number of equipment failures and data corruptions. Upon checking the device, SCP-1822 had revealed itself to now be blank, 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 blank. Further attempts to modify this value have failed in all testing involving SCP-1822 is currently suspended by the O5 Council. Yeah, so I think it has something to do with metaphysics and metaphysics and alternate realities. But the way that they present it is so dumb. Yeah. It's so confusing. That's what I'm deciphering from it, but I mean, I could be wrong. So, will you rate this one? Probably like a wood. Probably like a wood. What about A1? Yeah, how about that one, okay. A1? Um, I'll go one. It wasn't really that good. It just really, it didn't really go into detail. Yeah. Like the other and that filled up our whole first segment. So... We are going to take a break, and we're going to come back with five more. I'm sorry if some of these are dumb, but, again, we did it random. We didn't pick our favorites. There are some really cool SCPs, though, if you've never got into it. There's some really cool-looking ones, some really powerful ones, Cthulhu being one. I think there's like a plague doctor. Yeah, there's, there's some really neat ones, but we did it at a random number generator, so these are the ones that we came up with. Uh, we're probably going to revisit this at another time uh, just a fun thing we'll do every now and then uh i do like looking at them because there's so many of them yeah, i mean you could just fill up days months. days months <laughs> it's gonna be if you read all the descriptions probably gonna take like a year to do it yeah it's, you're really really gonna look at so we're gonna take our first segmented break and I'm going to get these other five pages pulled up and we're gonna go through those. So be right back. Okay, we are back with round two. And kicking off round two, we are gonna start with SCP-5879. Uh, the description is refers to a plethora of anonymous anonymous phenomena that affected the region surrounding Saddleworth Moor, United Kingdom, between 1963 and 2018. SCP-5879 is a retroactive designation. The vast majority of anomalous phenomenon now recognized as constituting it was classed as extra normal until 2018. And that is all the information they give us besides the incident logs. So we'll go through a couple of them. Uh, let's see. 
says July 5th, 1963, RSPCA officer Walter Dilly reported a stolid stench emanating from the blanket bog covering a small area of Saddleworth Moor east of A635 Road whilst documenting local wildlife. Subsequent investigation of the smell by local authorities reported that the existence of rapidly growing flowering hemlock within the blanket bog. This hemlock was identified as the source of the smell by local authorities. The odor was attributed to the hemlock's rapid growth and death cycle as upon expiration it would release an offensive odor into the surroundings. Offensive. Uh, that one's long. We'll go to this one. Incident log, February 20th, 1984. Suffer Little Children by the Smiths aired continuously on all radio channels available within the region surrounding Saddleworth. The song eventually faded out after two hours of continuous play with a repetition of the song's closing lyrics on the moor. Okay. Here's another one. Oh, this was a uh, 2018. This is 2018. June 24th, 2018. On the 24th of June 2018, Saddleworth spontaneously set on fire. 50 homes and 100 residents from the neighboring regions were evacuated by local authorities. The majority of the wildfire was subterranean as it had set the peat beneath the moor alight. By the time that the fire had been extinguished on July 17th, a uh, 18-kilometer square of moorland had been devastated with the smoke plume floating high above Saddleworth Moor for the next three days. Subsequent investigations of the incident discovered that witnesses of the initial fire had observed an unidentified individual dancing on the Mun Kenyon side of Saddleworth Moor. Further investigation is pending. Okay. Dumb. <laughs> Another dumb. All right, what you got, Shane? Like a zero. A zero? I don't know if that's legal. All right, then a one. If, it, if zero's not legal, then a one. Go one. Yeah. Okay. Dumb. He's doing fantastic. Don't worry. Okay. Next one. SCP-3537. That's the one you wanted to read, right? Yeah. Still want to read it? No. Okay. SCP-3537 is a humanoid polymorphic being. It has shown to be incapable of controlling its transformations. These are usually described as painful depending on how drastic the changes from its previous alteration are. The shortest time elapsed between physical changes recorded has been 24 hours, while the longest time has consisted of 30 days. The only recorded aspects that persist between these conversions are its mental characteristics, its memories, health, and personality, and a tattoo located on its back between the shoulder blades which reads Mr. Shapey from Little Misters by Dr. Wondertainment. Like he's a toy. All of SCP-3537's transformations take the appearance of non-anomalous human individuals. Some of the recorded changes have consisted of gain and loss of fat and muscle mass, Height ranging from 1.56 meters to 1.97 meters, uh, ethnicity and skin color, hair color, sex, biological age, and overall DNA structure. Originally, SCP-3537 will write down a description for possible anomalous abilities the transformation could have. Testing indicates that it does not obtain the anomalies written. For some recorded transformations, 
then it says see below uh shortly after containment it changed appearance into an obese male of intermediate descent pigmentation was pre present in the general area of the belly uh the pigmentation took the shape of sentences and it reads as follows Click to go to that. I don't want to do that. Okay, so a humanoid polymorphic being. So it's a person that can change the way he looks. Yeah. Uh, special containment procedures. It is to be contained in a standard humanoid containment cell in Hall 8 of Site 13. It is allowed access to paper and various writing material after it changes its appearance all documents written by it are to be stored in a file in dr mari's office in case of a containment breach from it in which its current appearance is unknown all exits are to be blocked off and personnel must take off any clothing article that covers their upper body once it has been identified, it is to be sedated and brought back to its containment cell. So it's a person that can change into anything he wants. Yeah, but if they give him paper and pencil, wouldn't couldn't he just change into the paper? No, he, he's still like a person. Like he can only morph to he, he can like he's like a mimic. He can look like any person. Oh. But it doesn't change into objects. Oh, okay. But the one thing that that's what they tell everybody to take their shirt off because he has that tattoo on his back, and that tattoo's always there no matter what shape he takes. So yeah, that that's the only thing they change. It, it's he still looks like a person every time. Um, that one's all right. It's better than a lot of the other ones we've had. What are you rating that one? Four. 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 Um, let's see. I kind of like it, too. I think I'm going to go four. All right. Next one. We have. This one confused me. Uh, this is SCP-3934. The species of amphibious reptiles produced via anomalous means by Marshall Carter and Dark LLP. Instances of it classified as Plesiosaurus pygmius grow to only about half the size of other plesiosaurs, with adult males averaging 1.9 meters in length and adult females averaging 1.7 meters. Specimens are omnivorous and subsit on a diet of fish and aquatic flora. Though created anomalously, it instances do not possess any anomalous biological features or adaptations. It was originally created in the early 20th century by MCND with the intent to sell instances as exotic pets or aquarium denizens. The exact processes used to accomplish this are unknown, but instances have been confirmed to share nearly identical skeletal features with historical plesiosaurs. Following their success, MCND used viral marketing tactics to create a demand for the specimens. Starting in 1933 and continuing to the next two decades, MCND staff leaked images and stories of it to the media. The most famous example of which is the 1934 surgeon's photo. The campaign was a success and the international fascination with the Loch Ness Monster phenomenon resulted in further attention. So this is how you know the full shit. Because we literally just had the Loch Ness Monster as another one. And now this one's saying this was a miniature Loch Ness Monster that was created, and it is the cause of all the sightings of the Loch Ness Monster. Well, if that's the case, then the other one can exist. So it's a, it's a mini, mini Loch Ness. Mini Loch Ness, that's all it is. It's a pet-sized Loch Ness Monster.
basically. Uh, and then it just goes into a bunch. Of, I don't even want to read the rest. They just threw me off on that. Yeah, I got confused. I was just confused because we had two Loch Ness monsters. Yeah. The other one was cooler. Like a two. The other one was mystical. I am gonna also go to. Wasn't that good? Boo. Alright, our next one. SCP 4218, nicknamed the Sickle Weasel. That's the description. There we go. Okay. 4218 is a reptilian-like quadruped with a body structure similar to animals belonging to the Mustelidae family. SCP-4218 is 3.6 meters in height from paw to shoulder and 12 meters in length from head to tail, weighing around 126 kilograms. Its head is narrow with a long snout resembling the skull of Martis Americana, though the snout is more elongated. It possesses 38 sharp dagger-like teeth, usually being around 30 centimeters in length, while its upper and lower canine teeth are more pronounced and larger at 46 centimeters in length, while its upper molars are rotated 90 degrees inward. Its body is covered in red scales of unknown composition resembling that of muscle tissue and sinew, with bony protrusions running along its body. Its tail is long and partially bony with sharp scale-like protrusions, which have been identified as keratinized skin. Uh, enveloping the circumference of the end and midsection of the tail, the specimen has been observed using its tail as a club. Studies regarding its biology have come to the conclusion that its tail possesses no nerve endings and does not feel pain if it is cut off. Additionally, its tail, its tail is severed. It is capable of fully regrowing in less than two months. Its eyes are similar to that of Mustela frenta, being black in pigmentation, though its eyes do possess distinct pupils, which are small and blue in pigmentation, and give off a faint luminescence. Additionally, it has been noted to have very poor eyesight, as well as lacking eyelids, and relies on its hardened corneas to protect its eyes. Oh, she That's pretty long. I'll read a little bit more. Uh, it's not. It's been noted to have a highly advanced olfactory system and has shown being able to accurately track its prey on scent alone. Further testing of the limits of its senses of smell are ongoing. It has been seen emitting several low-frequency vocalizations described by staff as chattering, ranging in frequency from 125 hertz to 250 hertz, and are very similar to vocalizations emitted by animals belonging to the Mustadali family. I wish it would just say what those were. I don't want to Google that right now. Uh, it has two pointed ear-like appendages behind its eyes. These seem to serve no distinct function as it does not possess any ear canals and it's not known how it hears, though it is thought that these ears are used to convey emotions. Um, its most distinctive feature is its bone-like claws resembling that of the claws of the gulo gulo of which it possesses two sets of them, four base claws and six true claws on each paw. The four base claws are always visible and serve no major purpose. The six true claws, however, possess distinct serrations, as well as being retractable and fold over the base claws when not in use. These claws leave large, deep, jagging gashes in the prey, causing severe bleeding, and it has also been observed being able to cut through reinforced steel with relative ease. 
Okay. There's the picture of it again if you want to see it. Yeah, someone drew that. Yeah. It's not bad. Sickle weasel. I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you rate this one? Mm. Four. Four. Not gonna lie, it's been the best one yet, so I'm going five. Because it could... The first five? It could kill something. Probably could. Okay. And another one. I think this one's gonna be dumb. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, this is the digital predator, is what it's called. SCP-3268 is an anomalous entity that appears on digital devices, capable of displaying images such as computer, such as computers and phones. The exact form of it varies, but in most instances, it is a mass of many different colored pixels, and depending on its position, a mouth may or may not be visible. It also varies heavily in size, usually depending on the device it is taking the residence in at the moment, the smallest recorded sighting being approximately 0.5 millimeters in diameter and the largest being 5 meters in diameter. It is predatory and appears to feed on digital images of organisms of the kingdom Animalia. So the animal kingdom, whatever. When an image of a potential prey item is uploaded to the device, it is currently on SCP-3268, will appear on the image typically two hours after the initial upload. From there, it will slowly begin to expand and engulf the image until the entire image is compromised solely of the many pixels of various colors. This process typically takes five hours, roughly 30 minutes after the complete infestation. It will disappear and the infected image will show a dead, mangled, and partially eaten version of the organism originally in the photo. That's pretty cool. Damages appearing of organisms Infected by SCP. Got okay. Hold on, I lost the spot. Um, organisms infected by SCP 3268 vary heavily, but the most common damages include broken nets, missing or badly broken limbs, gouged eyes, and many large bite marks in various areas with the most appearing on the chest, neck, and leg areas. SCP-3268 will no longer manifest on previously infected images. However, any organisms on previously infected images will begin to show signs of decay and should be removed at the earliest convenience. Did you get any of that? You ADD kick in. <laughs> oh, I was focused on a fly that we've been trying to kill for a little while. Okay, so it's a digital predator, and it eats the image of the creature in the photo yeah so like for that example it showed that kangaroo what it does is it pops up on the screen and over time it will take over the whole thing then after it goes away there will be a dead kangaroo there and you could never find the original picture after that it would just be the dead kangaroo so then they have to take the picture down so that's the whole description, the whole yeah, thing you did. That's actually pretty cool. It is actually pretty cool. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be like this pixelated thing that just pops up on the screen, but yeah. it kills the animal in the picture. That's pretty cool. Okay. So, what you got on this one? I like five. I haven't given, I haven't given anything to five yet, so I'll just go ahead and give it five. Okay. I am going to say three. Okay, let's get these last tallies in. This is going to be one. This is going to be four. This is going to be two. This is going to be 4.5.
this is going to be four. So it looks like our winner is SCP-4218. Which one was that? Do you remember? Uh, I think that was the the, 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 the... the weasel. The weasel, yeah. Whatever it was. Something weasel. Let's see. SCP... It is. The weasel. The sickle weasel. The weasel on that one. The sickle weasel it is. I should probably put the sickle weasel as the uh, thumbnail then. Probably. No. Don't want to give away the... Don't want to give away the... Uh, yeah, you're right. Don't want to give away the... Yeah. No spoilers. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Yep. Thank you for putting up with our SP, SCP bullcrap. Most of them were dumb. I know they're dumb, but I'm telling you, there are some really, really cool ones. We just got the weird ones because we did it randomly. Yeah. If we were to pick, we'd probably pick some good Like that one. But that's just a blob. You don't know what that is? That's literally the thing. Dang it, I can't remember the name of it. It's SCP-999. I forgot what they call it. Let's see if it'll tell me when I click on it. It's a literal blob. It's like, oh, it's not insane. But it, it's, I know it's... It's like the tickle monster or something is what it's called. It just makes everything happy around it. No, it's literally... See, like, look at that one. SCP-3000 is like a damn dragon. That one, that was cool, too. Why couldn't we get that? I don't even know that's an SCP. Should be. Yeah, seven, nine... That's not even on the thing. Seven nine eighty three. There's that many now. Yeah, that that was outdated. There's like ten thousand now. Oh bullcrap! I know there's about near ten thousand. People don't stop making these. They don't. They're artistic. Okay. Well, that wraps it up. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't know what next week's episode is gonna be, so it's gonna be a surprise. Um, you can check us out on our Twitter at Eureka Conspiro One, or join our Discord, or we also have a Facebook page. So join us, communicate with us, let us know what you think about the episodes, uh, let us know what you want us to talk about, or if there's something you want us to cover, or there's something you just want to chat about. So that wraps it up for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bye. Bye.